Hello, and welcome to Deep Dive. Today, I'm joined by Julius Solaris, VP Marketing Strategy Events at Hopin, and the founder and former editor of industry resource Event MB. We spoke about the mental toll the pandemic was having on the industry and the need for leadership and compassion. So, Julius, a lot of people have been working flat out uh, these last 18 months, um, working really, really hard in the industry. Um, and I wonder if that level of work is sustainable uh, in the long term. Like, you know, there's all the people that lost the job and it's like very evident and obviously uh, very, a lot of support to them and a lot of love. Mm. There's also the people that kept the job and had to kind of sometimes work for like two, three people because companies were letting other people go as well. Yeah. The problem, I guess, is if, if companies are still cash strapped, they're not going to be employing new people. So they're, they're sort of, there's a relentlessness about it now, isn't there? So it's people coming out of this 18 months, the pandemic's receding in some countries and the future for a lot of these people who are stressed must be like, oh God, the next 12 months is going to be exactly the same. Yeah. And it's impossible to find people to hire as well. Like even if you want to hire them, it's very tough to find talent right now. Like mm. very, very tough. Mostly like even like at a higher level, I would say more service oriented level because people are just burnt out. Like I've, I've seen a number of people just like, okay, I can't deal with this anymore. I'm going right. to take a break. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's the case in a lot of industries and, and uh, in events even more so, I would say. It was a stressful job to start with, wasn't it? It is. <clears throat> it is. It is. It's even more right now with the uncertainty and, uh, you know, the fact that one day you think that this is over and then the next day a new variant comes in and, like, messes up all the plans you made. Mm. If you're an event planner now, there's so much to think about, isn't there? There's so much, to, if, you know, if, if you've got an event six months out, an international event with people flying in, the, the uncertainty must be just so difficult to deal with. I mean, it always is as an event planner, but now there's just so many variables that could go wrong. How do you think people cope with that? Yeah, and, and part of the, the what is adding, um, I feel I've had a number of planners reaching out. Um, what is adding to that um, panic almost is the fact that clients don't seem to get it, don't seem to understand what's going on, while right. planners obviously are very concerned, right? On on two levels, right? On the on the safety level, because like I, I had a planner reach out to me and say, uh, you know, our client, they want to announce that only vaccinated and tested people can come to the event, but then right. they don't want to enforce it. So it's like, you know, leaving it to them to self-certify that they're vaccinated or tested. Right. So I feel it's like, what, what are you thinking? Like, why mm. would you do something like that? Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's the antithesis of what event planning is about, which is taking care of guests and, yeah. you know, making sure they're safe at all times. So either you, you do it or you don't, right? Why would you want to create like the level of uncertainty even more and like potentially expose your brand to, mm. to the risk of, you know, being a spreader event or whatever, or like being caught off guard and say, you know, people's sharing on social media, like these people are not doing anything. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's the transparency piece on the client side. And that goes on to the virtual piece as well, right? Mm. Clients deciding to dismiss uh, virtual altogether. And there's a number of people that obviously can go to events right now. Yeah. So, what are you hearing about um, the stresses around hybrid? 
I think one of the issues is that the definition of hybrid is kind of calcified around a very integrated product and both audiences kind of speaking to each other or, you know, two separate organizing teams. Whereas before, before the pandemic, it could just mean streaming a few sessions. But I think organizers now have got this thing into their head where there's it, it a level of complexity that is stressing them out. I mean, I'm not an advocate of hybrid at all costs, right? But, um, you know, there's there's a number of factors right now that push towards some level of virtual presence of these events regardless, because they're like, first of all, there's capacity factors, like most events are operating, I'm hearing numbers in between 25 and 40% of Impressive. the usual attendance, right? Right. So, like, yeah. how are you going to make up for that? right how are you going to make up for all the loss like can you operate at a loss for like two three years in a row like some events we've seen like cancelled for two years in a row like what is going to happen to your business or your brand mm. so i would ask myself seriously that question at some stage um but even if you work out a model to operate you know the profit or a break even at 40 percent why are you missing out on the opportunity to create something virtually as well. Mm. That doesn't necessarily have to be at the same time of, of the event. So there's a lot of talk about asynchronous hybrid. Mm. And I think there's there's a place for that. But there's also like, I think a, a place to be creative, you know, about creating a show with the content that is being produced mm. at the event that is specifically tailored to the online audiences. I think mm. this is where a lot of clever people are navigating towards because like the days when we were like professing this integration between the two events and like expecting attendees to interact with each other. Mm. Like, you know, I literally was at WC in Vegas. That was the only probably industry event I've attended mm. in May. I think it was May. Um, and uh, I was walking through Caesars Forum and like there was a screen with this online attendee there, like watching people passing by. You were supposed to stop by the screen and interact with them. It was probably one of the most awkward things oh. I've seen in my life. Cringe was like through the roof. Like, I was oh, like, yeah. why are you doing this to us, to both of us? Like, why God. this person has to stay there? Why do I need to stop to talk to them? Which oh. is already kind of an awkward thing to do in person immediately. Imagine yeah. like doing it virtually. Yeah. So why like this obsession of connecting the two audiences, which is yeah. not necessarily what we're in for, maybe like the connection can happen like it's happening on social media right now, right? Mm, mm. Maybe the connection can happen like I tweet from IMAX or whatever, Confex or IBTM. And mm. like, you know, people that cannot be at the show, they're replying back and we're interacting that way yeah, in yeah. the metaverse, which is mm. already kind of has its own rules. Mm. So, you know, a chat for an event can be like a great way to do that, Yeah, you know? Yeah. But yeah, why do we want to push the boundary even for like, it's almost like going to those 3D, 3D experiences that to be on avatar driven experiences mm. that seem so good on paper, but <laughs> the reality haven't, haven't been able to deliver uh, to the pro no. promise, to be honest, like, I want to be no. clear about that. I'm not a fan of it. No, no. So much of these new technologies don't take human psychology into account. They're just, they're just tech first. We can do it. Totally. So we, we can do it. So we should do it. It doesn't necessarily work like that. Yeah. Well, people are experimenting as yeah, well. That's how you push, that's how you push boundaries. Because, you know, we always yeah. keep on saying like, oh, the industry is like so old school and they keep on doing the same things. So I don't want to blame people that experiment no. this during these times. No. No. So if your purpose is like experimenting, 
Mm. Go for it. Like, even mm. if you fail miserably, I feel there's a space for experimental learning. Now is the time, right? Yeah, when you can mess right. up and it's like, but it was the pandemic, right? <laughs> yes. so, you know, you have a yeah. perfect excuse to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Just to sort of go back to the, 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 uh, the stress and the mental health thing. What, mm. what should um, agencies, you know, in-house planners do if they're feeling really, really under the cosh? Um, are there ways people can work smarter? Are there ways people uh, can alleviate some of that stress? Listen, I'm no expert on mental mm. health and I am no position to give advice on how people should deal with it. Um, I'm, um, my job is to raise the issue. Mm. Uh, so I'm raising the issue and being as vocal as possible about it. The only reason why I'm doing that is not because I see a trend, but rather because I've received hundreds um and probably this has been uh the reason why i'm so vocal about it because since the pandemic start started in in um, march 2020 i've received hundreds of messages from people that lost their business lost their their whatever they worked on for years uh, lost their event lost their job uh with uh with, in with incredible grace like that that's to be said mm -hmm. um but even like that grace and that resilience, like we've been advocating this resilience almost like as a denial of what was happening. There's mm. a lot of denial. There's a lot of, uh, okay, let's, let's make it happen. Like this spirit, which is great. You know, don't get me wrong. Nobody wants to like be in a tunnel of depression for the mm. rest of their lives. And it's good to motivate people. But like, you know, we got to talk about also what happened and like, how mm. excruciating this process has been for mm. an, a big portion of the industry. Even those that were like advocating great stuff online and social media is a big, obviously, catalyst for showing the best parts mm. and like denying what mm. all the negative bits, mm. right? We feel embarrassed to share it. We feel like bad about it. We feel that it's going to fuel. Now, depression, is, which I feel is the opposite, right? Uh, mm. At least for myself, it's been extremely liberating to talk about, you know, how, how big has been the, the toll on mm. the industry and on myself. Yeah. Uh, because all of the things you, you kind of grew up with professionally are gone. See your job, your passion mm. to be associated with death. Mm. Like, I feel like we need to have like a strong conversation about how that unfolded and how that has, even to date, like I see conversations online where event planners are trying to go back to in-person. There's a big fringe of the event industry saying like, why are you doing this? Mm. Why are you trying to kill people? Like, mm. and these people are just trying to go back to their business. So, mm. you know, there's reason on both ends, right? There's reasons yeah. on both like very valid reasons. I haven't mm. taken a stance on it. Like mm. I tweet about safety and I tweet about like going back to business equally mm. because I feel in both ends, there's reasons very valid reasons yeah. but you know that that contrast is like freaking out people it's like yeah. you know okay i don't i can't even do my job because mm. like there's a lot of people that are going to judge me mm. and are going to say that i'm try i've tried to kill people and there's a lot of you know honestly uh i must say other than a few exact exceptions uh incredible lack of leadership from associations in catering for like giving clear direction to these people mm. in terms of what's acceptable not creating spaces for discussion about it mm. uh you know not webinars but discussion between mm. people uh about it and then obviously governments creating even more uncertainty 
mm. on events, you know, it's safe to do them, that it's not safe, then 20%, 80% capacity, you know, the worst, mm. which like tells a story on how the industry is not capable of telling its own story. Yeah, sure. And like the fact that, you know, some, some ways in which we gather today are way more unsafe than a, an extremely well-planned, tested, vaccinated event put in place, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, what are we talking about? And all of this, this mental stress eventually gets onto these people, event planners that already have a stressful job, as you mentioned, mm. now have to deal with all of this too. Like, yeah. what do we want from these people, I, honestly? Mm. Yeah, well, our culture and our public discourse in general is very polarized, isn't it? So perhaps it shouldn't be a surprise if the events industry is polarized on this on this issue. Like we gotta start with something here, guys. Like we gotta we gotta make this like, you know, we we can go on both ends and say, oh, we gotta make events happen at all costs. And mm. then no, we, we don't have to make them happen at all costs. So mm. my question is like, you know, where's the leadership? Where's the where's the guidance that we need? Where's the where are the spaces for discussion on these issues? Mm. Like, mm. why are we getting a, a events from you know all the chapters of association on a freaking virtual events talking about it? Like, as we needed more of that or <laughs> hybrid and the the new normal of hybrid, and now we're not getting like you know a, a four hour open discussion on mental health where everybody can can jump in and discuss. I mean. Where are the associations? Where I told mm. Karina, um, CEO of IMAX, when mm. we met here in Vegas, like you got to make a mental health a big part of IMAX this year. Like, don't bring me. I mean, it's, yes, bring me the the virtual, the high great, but like bring me value, like support for this community. We're hurting. Mm. The pain mm. is real. Yeah, I know a lot of people listening to this will will agree with you, Julius. So, thanks very much for sharing your thoughts with us today. Thanks so Thank much you, for your James. time. Enjoy your day. Bye.